Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. from a community college, looking for a job, like I got like two podcasts that are pretty freaking awesome, and I got free music, so hey, it is a good life. Don't you still have to go back for another two years and then your teaching certificate and everything? You're not done yet. No. Well, no, I have an associate. I mean, that's nice. It means I'm done with community college. I have to actually get the acceptance letter from Winston-Salem State. Those bastards haven't sent me. Fuck you, Winston-Salem State. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say, oh, yeah, I, I applied like two months ago and haven't heard a peep. Yeah, I got to do that. I got to apply for the teaching. Uh, I got to apply for the teaching department of uh, education department of Winston-Salem State. Then I got to go through that hell. But for now, I'm done. And I, I, cool just, thing, I just want to say it's not too late for you to go into accounting. I am awful. With, I'm not awful with numbers. I'm great with spreadsheets, but I don't like numbers. 
I don't like, think it matters. How- I think if the, I think if the banking failure of a few years ago has taught us anything is that just because you go into finance and banking and accounting doesn't mean you're good at math. True, but I'm not a scumbag. Well, at least, at least for the most part. But yeah, the, the cool thing about being a music writer, kind of like how you get into MMA shows and stuff like that. Like I actually had a PR company come out and ask me to review music. Like they had been emailing me for a while, and I thought it was spam. Oh no, no! They were legitimately wanting me to uh, like review their music. So the new Orchid album, Orchid—they're like a really doomy band. I'm getting a, their album coming soon, and I'm getting an actual physical copy of the new Dark Throne album, just for kicks, just for shits and giggles, because the guys like me that much. When I first started blogging, um, I was 99.9% political blogger, and I contacted a couple of conservative book publishers. And they would just send me books constantly. Like, I asked for a book, a particular book that I wanted to review. And they were like, here's our library. Go to town, blogger. That oh, yeah. Cool. Did, did, did I ever tell you about the uh, time I mentioned this band? Uh, uh, what was it? I forget the name of the band now. It's really tra- – uh, uh, yeah, I forget. Anyways, anyways, they're from, like, some random-ass South American country. And they were uh, and they were just like, oh wow, you mentioned this in your column. We're really thankful. Here, here's our entire discography. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Occasionally, I'll get stuff. I don't necessarily get a lot of free anything when it comes to MMA. It's not like anyone sends me a fighter and says, here, review this fighter, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. Sends you Alexander Gustafson. <laughs> yeah, here's Hector Lombard. Review him. Hello, get me out of here. Um, so, you know, and like I said, I've gone to, uh, I've, I've gone to a couple of, um, free Bellator shows, but because of my association with 411, but I, you know, I've, that it hasn't really gone beyond that. Um, but with, with, with books and music, I think it's a lot easier once, once you're a known entity and you start contacting, uh, publishing houses and record studios, um, that they're perfectly okay with sending you as much free stuff so that, you know, you'll talk about them. And just as a side note, Twitter has become a very valuable tool in flaming companies that do you wrong. Both my father and I are very skilled in this. Anytime we have an issue with a company, um, and Todd Schnitt actually talks about this today on his local um, radio show here in the Tampa Bay area, where if you mention, like, if you if you have an issue with a company, let's say Verizon, and you put that on Twitter, within like minutes that company will tweet you back and be like, please stop. What, how can we fix your problem? Anything for you, man. Which, is, which gets you a lot further than having to call these people and deal with their customer service department. Oh, I never thought about this. I mean, I oh, don't yeah. get many problems with companies, but, oh, man, I oh, wish. Yeah. Flaming, people on, flaming companies on Twitter is, is, is how, you, uh, how you take back uh, your rights as a citizen. <laughs> Tonight, that folks. gorgeous. Yes. Tonight, folks, we are eventually going to get to talking about, man, we, we put this podcast off. First of all, like, I put it off a week because I, I honestly wasn't prepared to talk about it. I don't remember what was going on a few weeks ago, but I what was not, I was not, yeah, I was not well. Um, I think I was sick, and I think there was, there was other stuff going on. Um, this was in the middle of FCAT, so I'm pretty certain uh, my wife was buried under you know, students and testing and whatnot. And I was kind of a single parent there for a while. Um, so, 
Uh, I just wasn't up for it. And then when I ha- and then I put off at doing the Dollars trilogy for much the same reason. I, I don't think I'd have gotten all the way through the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So we postponed that. And then when I went to uh, reschedule the shows, I rescheduled them out of order. So... Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, didn't you get wasn't this the other way? You're like, no, no, no. I, I did. I guess I kind of got things mixed up. But this is how it is now. I'm like. Shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. and you were and you had been plugging this thing forever on the three beards, but yes. uh, and I felt bad about that, but I'm like, yeah, what are you gonna do? So we're we're finally here tonight, folks. Trollish folk metal, the new Finn Troll album, Bloodsvept. We're gonna get to it in just a minute, uh, but we're gonna do something we normally don't do on the album review podcast. Um, real quick, there were two pieces of news that happened in the music world that I quickly wanted to discuss. Um, one was Slayer uh, band member Jeff Hanneman died of cirrhosis of the liver. Robert, um, any details or any more thoughts regarding Mr. Hanneman? Oh, well, uh, well, you could definitely check out on both these news just for a quick cheap-ass plug. Yeah, the Hammer of Doom came back this week, and I talked about both these issues, just to let you know. But as for Jeff Hanneman, yeah, I was really hoping it would have been like a the spider bite would have, would have, yeah, well, it sounds a little more tragic that way. I mean, because, you know, Soros is the liver is kind of a bitch. But, uh, Did, like, that it, band, really... first of all, like, Slayer was sponsored by Jägermeister. I'm surprised they're not all dead. Well, Carrie K- K- King would bitch at, like, the Grim Reaper and he'd send them back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, yeah, they are sponsored by Jägermeister. Like, I was actually really, like, sad when I, like, when I found out he died. Cause, you know, I had posted – the last one, I, uh, Hammer, I did before was right after Dave Lombardo uh, left. So I was like, oh, man, you know, I really hope Jeff Hanneman's doing well, and I hope he comes back soon. I want to see him all together. And ironically enough, <laughs> first first week back, like the week before, Jeff Hanneman died. Like, it really sucked because, you know, after looking through Slayer, because last night's top five, the music zone was uh, top five Slayer songs. As Mark found out, like, after it was due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really should have participated in that, but uh, uh, John Cena was beating the shield, and I and I just couldn't. I would. I, might, I I was too busy reading Injustice Gods Among Us, catching up with that, so forget it. Yeah, it was me and Ben Piper. Like, Jeremy couldn't even come up with a list. Yeah, it was the two of us. And then one person in the comment section bitched at us for not putting things from rain, everything from Rain and Blood there. And then somebody did what Sean Comer wishes he could do and just totally shit on the fact that Rihanna has been the top story all night and all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, shitting everywhere. But, yeah, I was really bummed that he died because he was a huge contribute, contributing factor in Slayer musically and lyrically, especially like Angel of Death I talked about last night. That is Jeff Hanneman's fingerprint right there, and that is my favorite Slayer song. So I think that's iconic. everyone's favorite Slayer song. I think... You know, um, we my friend uh, that I do the right hook with, uh, John Brodigan, we were talking about, we were going to talk about Slayer, um, if we ever get to do that podcast again. And I and I was saying, oh, you should play this song and that song by Slayer as bumper music. And he was like, there's only one song to play by Slayer, and it's Rain and Blood. I'm like, not, wow. uh, and that's right, not Rain and Blood, Angel of Death. I'm like, oh, all righty then. Yeah, I mean, there's like, when I was coming up that list, usually I can get it down to about eight easily because I usually have eight in my top. I think I do a lot more work than so a lot of people do on that top five, which is sad. It's not even my own column. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, like, I had like 18 songs, and once I got to 10, I'm like, oh, shit, this is impossible. But, yeah, he. I can rattle off five right now. 
I can rattle out Angel of I, I, for me it's Disciple the number one Slayer song I I, I will listen to this song forever uh, and, and people know it as God Hates Us All but that's not the name of the song the name of the song is Disciple yep that was my then, number five then Angel of Death that was one then, then Ditto Head nope then, <laughs> <laughs> then Rain and Blood then Seasons in the Abyss yeah Seasons was in my honorable mine was uh, let's see Disciple uh, South of Heaven War Ensemble Raining Blood Angel of Death yeah, I, mean, I could have definitely I, I I could sub out one of them for War on Thamel and uh, Chemical Warfare. I think both I do both of those. I, I enjoy hearing live. They're they're great. I wish I heard them live. Yeah, like they're great. Ditto. Wait, how do you not like mm-hmm. Ditto Head? How do you not like Ditto Head? I mean, I just I li- I had Divine Intervention. And I listened to it once, and I can really understand why a lot of people didn't like it. It actually bored me for some parts. Like actually, Divine Intervention is my favorite song off that because. Tom Mariah just screams his head off in that song. Like, um, I feel his throat unraveling. <laughs> so, do you have any idea what's now going to become a Slayer? Are they going to replace Jeff Hanneman, or is yeah. the band just going to break up? Well, as I uh, said in my column, like I have no idea what's going to happen. Like the things I want, I would like to happen is them do one album as a one-off, as a tribute to Jeff Hanneman, as a goodbye. And then they can they can do whatever they can go touring they can go nostalgia whatever I just I don't feel right with them doing anything more than a good album because Jeff Hanneman you know huge huge part of him like if they could keep Gary Holt for one more album that'd be fine but he's not Jeff Hanneman he is ex he's Gary Holt he's Exodus he's not you know he's not Slayer I feel like kind of like some people like let's say Dave Mustaine died I wouldn't want more any more Megadeth. Uh, you know, Charlie, Scotty, Ian, Frankie Bello, none of them. If they died, you can't do Anthrax. You can't do Metallica without any four of those guys. You can't do Jeff Hanneman without Flair, in my opinion. I really don't feel like you could. So if they do a touring circuit, which, I mean, hell, it's Tom, Tom, and uh, Carrie pretty much are the only, oh, pretty much the two-man band right now. You've got John Deet doing, uh, he's doing the Australian tour for drums. And I think Gary Holt's doing guitars, but... Otherwise, I really think they should hang it up. Because I've heard rumors of uh, Tom's been wanting to hang it up once he hits 50, so that's pretty <laughs> soon. This is so weird to think about. All right, um, and 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 even sadder news. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if this is sad. This is stupid. Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Austrian Death Machine. I'm not as big a fan of, of As I Lay Dying. Yeah. So I, I have been hoping that much like when I used to hope that I was going to get to see me first in the Gimme Gimme's live, which you know, which was an amalgamation of different punk bands, I, I was hoping that at some point I would get to see Austrian Death Machine live. Well, <laughs> Tim Lambesis of As I Lay Dying and Austrian Death Machine got himself into a heap of trouble uh, last oh, week. Oh, yeah. He it's apparently... crap. <laughs> yeah. He apparently solicited an undercover detective to go and done murder his wife. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, then sure now he's pleading now, innocence right? that and now he's pleading innocence that he was set up. Take it, yeah. Robert. Oh, oh, it is so great. Okay, so basically long, shortest I can make the long story. He wanted to kill his he wanted his wife gone. Apparently like they had broken up in September after like August he sent her a a message. Not even a phone call, a message saying, I don't love you anymore, I don't believe in God, blah blah blah. So, you know, they, they've had a rocky time, and they've had three kids that are adopted from Ethiopia. 
and that's a big old mess. So I guess he's tired of some shit. He wants dead. So he had been talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd really like to see her gone. And then he solicits a guy from his gym. Yeah, he didn't even background check the dumb, the, the bastard. He's like, oh, guy from the gym, hey, uh, you know, let's meet up at this place later, so sometime later. They met up. He gave the address, the key, the uh, the address, name, picture, gate codes, all that. And he's like, well, if, when, if you do it, make sure you do it when I have my kids so I have an alibi. So, you know, that hits the fan, and then the feds are like, ha, ha, screw you, and then throws him in jail. It's a pretty much shut. It's closed-door case. I don't really see any way he could be set up. But his lawyers look, it was obviously a setup because her brother is a sheriff. He's a deputy in the San Diego uh, Sheriff's Department, so obviously it was a setup, and this is her way of getting revenge on him. I'm like, oh, shut up. No, it's not. He's, I'm pretty sure he's guilty. Like, I don't like calling people guilty after what happened to uh, Randy Blythe and me like, writing a thousand-word essay on, you know, why I think he should have been cooler in his situation and how he should be in jail for a little while. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was wonderful, especially after he sat in jail for a month. And I'm like, okay, guys, he served his punishment. You can let him go. <laughs> and they didn't <laughs> let him go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would yeah. I would assume... Uh, I, 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 here's what I would assume. I, I think he's going to end up copying a deal. Like, like he'll probably do whatever the minimum is and then lots of probation. And if he yeah, and, and if he ever gets his tra- his probation transferred to Polk County, Florida, then he'll uh violate his probation almost instantaneously because that's what you do. Yeah, like originally his bail was like 20 like they wouldn't give him bail and then they're like, "Well, what about bail like 20 million?" I'll tell you what he's going to tell you what's going to happen is he's going to lose custody of his kids. Oh yeah, especially after that. I mean, you—it's kind of hard to dodge that. Which is, yeah, it's it's hard. To I don't write. know. Oh how yeah, you know how you write a reunification plan on that one. All right, you need to go to therapy to talk about why you want to kill your wife. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah. Then you get the kids back, right? Yeah, yeah. it totally works like that. Yeah, All his right. bail is now three million dollars. That's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have enough pinkies to even do that, the Dr. Evil style. Yeah, $3 million, and I thought that was actually kind of like kind of funny. Uh, when they were asked to give you the flight risk, they took his passport and everything, but like the whole band of Azalea dying was there to support him, and then like there were shit tons of fans. So it's like a room full of people like, no, he's good, he's good. We'll make sure he doesn't leave. <laughs> All right. So you know when when there's news that breaks and we happen to be doing this podcast, we'll talk about it. But uh, that 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 does that yeah. for now. Ugh. All right. So yeah. Let's well, talk. and he tried to pay the guy a thousand dollars. I just remembered that. That was the best part. Yeah, sure. He's he's, he's all right. Um, Keep that. So Finn Troll is one of the many 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 uh, folk metal bands. And now we normally don't do you know, we when, when we've done shows in the past, we've pretty much um, done some you know straight thrash straight metal, talked a little bit about the history of the bands, but we don't really need to go into the history of the genre because it's pretty self-explanatory. But anytime I've ever told people, even people that listen to metal, um, I listen to folk metal. They're like, what the hell is that? So uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a history lesson here and just kind of get you all up to speed. If you've never uh, heard of folk metal before and you decided to listen to this podcast just to see what me and Robert were up to, um, get, get, get ready for your education. So, uh-huh. folk metal is a subgenre of heavy metal music that was developed in Europe in the 1990s 
the fusion of heavy metal and traditional folk music. This includes the widespread use of folk instruments and, to a lesser extent, traditional singing styles. Uh, the earliest example of folk metal was the English band Golgotha, uh, who, whose 1984 EP Dangerous Games contained a mixture of new wave British heavy metal and folk styles. The genre was not further developed, however, until the emergence of another English band, Skyclad, yep. which if you haven't checked out Skyclad, you really should. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. Their debut album, The Wayward Sons of Mother Earth, was released in 1990. It was not until 94 95 that other early contributors in the genre began to emerge from different regions of Europe, as well as in Israel. Among these early groups, the Irish band Kruishan, who are awesome, by the way, and the German band Subway to Sally, who I've never heard of, each spearheaded, yeah, each spearheaded a different regional variation that over time became known as Celtic metal and medieval metal, respectively. Uh, their, despite their contributions, folk metal remained little known with few representatives during the 1990s. It was not until early 2000 when the genre exploded into prominence, particularly in Finland, which is why oftentimes it's called Finnish folk, uh, uh, folk metal, with the efforts of such groups as Finn Troll, Ensferum, who are awesome, Corpa Klani, Beer, Beer, Tourism. Yes, Beer, Beer, Beer. That is all they <laughs> sing about. <laughs> exactly, and that's all they need to. Uh, Terrorist, exactly. who is also who also falls into the category of battle metal, uh, uh, and battle by the way, metal. Also, also fantastic. Uh, the, awesome. uh, yeah, the the accordion, the, the most recent accordion player in Terrorist is a hot little number, by the way. And oh, really, I've not seen her. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen Terrorist a few times live, and she's uh, she's quite cute. She's quite the quite the cutie, the hotty patati. The musical uh-huh. folk metal. The music of folk metal is characterized by its diversity with bands known to perform different styles of both heavy metal music and folk music. A large variety of folk instruments are used in the genre, with many bands consequently featuring six or more members in their regular lineup. So you've got, you know, um, people who play wind instruments, people who play the accordion, etc. A few bands are known to rely on keyboards to simulate the sound of folk instruments. Lyrics in the genre commonly, commonly deal with fantasy, mythology, paganism, history, and nature, and, of course, beer. Um, beer, beer. I won't be if I beer. I can't keep track. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I got song. I got to know folk metal actually through Fintroll. That was the uh, the first band that I'd ever heard, and I and uh, I heard of uh, Fintroll. I guess it had to have been um, in what year was that? Uh, that had to have been two thousand four, two thousand five, because. Um, that was after Troll Hammerin' the EP came out, and then uh, the album that it ended up being on Netford uh, also came out in 2004. And I had a buddy who was working for Caroline Records at the time, and he used to get me just tons of, of uh, promos. So he's the one that got me into bands as you know, as far as soil work, um, in Flames, Children of Bodom, to Blind Guardian, Stradivarius, um, all the way to Fintroll. And I heard this, and I heard Troll Hammerin' the first time, and I thought that was the most, both the most awesome and hilarious song I'd ever heard. Um, <laughs> and I was hooked ever since, and that, and, and that became, that, that beget my entire love of the genre. So a lot of the to- a lot of times now, what I'll end up listening to when I'm not listening to Hate Freed, apparently, you know, I listen to a lot of the uh, the folk metal, battle metal type of stuff. I really, I, it's just so different than 
really anything else that's out there. Um, it's metal without sounding angry, and I enjoy the implementation of humpa, which is traditional um, uh, polka music, Finnish polka music. I like those rhythms mixed in with the heavy metal. So, Robert, how did you how did you come to folk metal and uh, fintral in particular? Ah, well, Central, I'll get to that one soon. But actually, folk metal, oddly enough, it was not through any European band or, like, really any main European band. Like, Dan Haggerty's old Boschbeck uh, column on 411, love that column. I-, I wish it would have stayed. But, yeah, uh, like, Dan, he went through every year from 70, and he made it all the way to 98. He would cover, like, all, like, the main events of the uh, year, and then he'd cover, like, the best metal albums. So he came to 95, I think, and he started talking about Orphan Land, which I think I'm sure I've talked to you about them before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I adore them. They are Israeli folk, like folk metal with some death metal and doomy stuff thrown inside. They were actually my first, like the first real folk metal band I fell in love with. Still love them. They have a new album coming out this uh, this uh, summer. Really excited. Yeah, they, unlike a lot of, the, a lot of folk metal bands, they use... Um, Middle Eastern folk, which, you know, fitting since they're from Israel. They use a lot of uh, Middle Eastern folk sound to it and a lot of chanting, and it really worked with what they were doing. Like, folk metal was something I really wish, like, would, I don't want to say become more prominent, because it's prominent, and the problem with a lot of folk music metal is a lot of it's derivative. So sometimes if you heard one Corbicani song, you've heard all of them. No. No, people, no, you have some, not. Some, no, some people say that. I don't. So some people are uh, deaf. Yeah, but some people find a lot of it derivative, kind of like how a lot of death doom bands have kind of death doom has really kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit because like there's so many bands doing that now, it's kind of hard to stand out. And folk metal is something that I feel. Well, even if it did have the exposure of like a death doom metal band where everybody's doing it, there are so many different styles. Like, heck, last year I got into Waylander, who are a Celtic metal band, who are awesome. Totally. I love Waylander. Them, uh, Skyclad's pretty cool. Arcona do kind of a Celtic style, but they're from Russia. Let's see, uh, Inciferum, I got through the, into them through uh, stuff like Central and Corpacani. Uh, you, ever, you like Inciferum, don't you? Yes, they do. Good, 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 good. And Sephiroth's good. Uh, Orphan Land do a, a little, a nice style, different from a lot of the other uh, bands. I even found a, ch- a band that used Chinese folk music. They're called Shangren. They're from, uh, actually, it's just one guy. He's from New Zealand, and he had a song called Monkey King that I heard one morning. Well, because I put on metal while I sleep, because, you know, I'm so metal, I sleep to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I woke up and I was like, whoa, this is really cool, really fast, heavy stuff with Chinese instruments. And it's really interesting because folk music is something that is so, t- like, it is really timeless. Like, it goes back so long. And when you mix that with metal, it really helps put an identifier on usually where you are. Like, a lot of, like, there's some bands that are not from the place that they use the folk music from, but they still do it. But, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I've heard. Some, I don't think I've heard. Is there any Native American folk metal? I don't know. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about Finn Troll was that, despite the fact that they're from Helsinki, Finland, they sing in Swedish, and they sing in Swedish because the um, first singer was part of a Swedish-speaking minority in Finland. 
So when you now, as it is, you can't understand most of what uh, they're saying in death metal music, but but um, it it makes it especially interesting when all of the songs are performed in Swedish, uh, and they're growling. So it, yeah, it's, you, it's, it's you, even so as a listener, you. As a listener, you really do then have to focus on... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The musicianship and uh, the, the background music and not necessarily the vocals, which, just real quick... I took my friend to go see this past weekend. He's never been to a concert before in his life. Never, 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 ever. Oh, okay? I remember this guy. Oh, God. Isn't this the one you took to see Three Inches of Blood? Yes. I took him to go see Three Inches of Blood and Goat Whore Friday night. Oh, and then we... you... oh that is amazing. Yeah, and You're then... a good friend. I am a good friend. And then uh, Saturday night, we t- I took him and his girlfriend and my wife to go see Clutch, uh, which was a whole Boy. other experience. But we, we got into a discussion after the show about, uh, you know, he was like, I, I don't understand why you like goat whore. And I was like, how could well, you not like goat whore? Well, hang on. Well, let me get there. So he was like, I don't understand how you how you like goat whore. And I'm like, well, why? Because I can't understand a word he's saying. Can you I'm like, well, for the most part, no, but I don't care. I don't really care what he's saying. Um, I like the way it sounds. And it was funny because as I heard myself say that, I should have followed it with, and I'm just a girl. What do I know? Um, but it's true. <laughs> a lot of metal, a lot of especially like death, black, doom, uh, folk metal is completely unintelligible. But I don't care because I like I like the music. I don't necessarily care about the lyrics. And I don't mind the I, – I, I kind of count the growling as an instrument in and of itself, not necessarily because I'm interested in the lyrical content. But I added this line in there. I said, if I were to base what I – because he had said, well, the only reason I like a song is if I like the lyrics. I mean, it helps if I like everything else too, but the lyrics are the, the anchor for me. And I said, Paul, if I – listen to music based solely on the lyrics, I would only listen to country music or I wouldn't listen to music at all. I wouldn't listen to music at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't do really care about a lot of that. I mean, the mic, we were talking about Slayer before. 90% of what Slayer thinks about is either Satan, war, death. You know? I don't really care yeah. about any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I I personally think like a lot of bands like I find Cannibal Corpse easy to understand than a lot of those rappers that speak really fast. Like I posted a dissection song one day, and this guy's like, "Dude, how do you listen to this? I can't understand a word he's saying." I'm like, "Dude, I can understand this better than Twista. I can tell you that. I can understand." 
Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of, maybe it's because I definitely listen to a lot of this stuff. Like, I can actually pick up on a lot of it, especially after reading the lyrics, because after reading the lyrics, okay, that's what it was saying. Like, I feel like after a while, you get kind of attuned to it, and you can pick up a lot of stuff better than my mom, who who hates anything that's really metal. I think the most right. metal thing she likes is, like, Evanescence. Moving that, right along. <laughs> We are 30 minutes into this podcast and have not played a lick of music. (laughs) And we have a whole album to go through. Yeah. So for the benefit of those waiting patiently us for for, for us to get on with it, uh, Vlad's Vat came out on March 22nd, 2013. Um, There are 11 tracks on it. We're going to listen to portions of all 11 tracks, and then you know we'll respond to them. That's how we do this podcast. So uh, get ready. So here's the uh, self-titled track. This is Bloodvet. So the English translation of uh, Bloodsvept is Shrouded in Blood. We're going to make sure that we say the – I'm going to murderize the Swedish language in trying to pronounce some of these songs, and then I'm going to tell you what the English translation is. So what did you think of uh, Shrouded in Blood? Ooh, that song. See, the big get, like the intro, once we got past that bit of silence, it is the whole reason I love vocal metal, because I'm a goofy bastard. I'm pretty sure it's easy to tell, because I'm on a podcast. <laughs> there aren't many really boring people on podcasts. Uh, Robert, you are positively uh, buttoned up and conservative on this podcast, compared to <laughs> your wild and crazy self on The Three Beards. I was like, wow, why, do, why don't I get fun, Robert? I, I get, like, super serious metal, Robert. And then you go on the free, three bid, and it's rock out with your cock out time. My goodness. Well, I guess it's because I feel like I, <laughs> because I feel like I should respect you. <laughs> and we have 411 Mania's name to uphold. 
I don't know. I did, I did really notice that. I'm like, when I do three beers, I'm like, you know, I never really act like this on Mark's podcast. Well, like I'm probably shitting a brick track now. I was, I, I was like, like we get over like, well, I like metal, and here's the thing. And then you go over to three beers, you're just like, hey, see my titties? I mean, like, what the hell, <laughs> man? Reading Fletcher's mom in titties. <laughs> and she yeah. still ended up hating me after uh, necrophilia jokes. Which <laughs> you laughed pretty hard at. But let's, let, let, let's get back to this. Drowned in blood. Yeah. I, yes, yes. Oh, I never got to finish. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yes. Go, go, I'm sorry, Super Serious Robert. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying, I'm a really goofy bastard, and I like to dance along to things, but I have a reputation to uphold, so folk metal really helps uh, fit that niche of me dancing along, but it's still metal. <laughs> like, yeah. This, this was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun with the song. I, I, all I can think about was, um, and this is, I don't know if people watch the show, Bob's Burgers, but I my first... The first thing it was it was kind of a, um, a stream of consciousness kind of thing like like oh this song just makes me want to get up and shake my tushy you know just just get up there and shake it you know what I mean just just dance around like yay and then it's just a, just a free and happy and dancey song and then all I could think about was the mother from Bob's Burger going drop your pants pick them back up. Again, you, you know, know I gave that I watched the first episode and hated it but uh, then I've been told it's got really good. At- yeah, I was gonna say it grows on you after a while because I absolutely yeah. hate it too. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awful." Yeah, I used to. Like, I, yeah, I used to because I when I used to uh, DVR all of the the Simpsons and the two Seth MacFarlane shows, and then I oh, would. Oh God! And then yeah, I would watch Alan Gregory. But I ended up watching a couple episodes of Bob's Burgers, and I'm just waiting for the Family Guy to start. And I was like, this is actually not, not that bad. And then it grew on me, and now I've become a fan of the show. But, yeah, th- right. this, this, this whole song, this, it, it may be called Shrouded in Blood is the translation, but as far as I'm concerned, it's drop your pants, pick them back up. <laughs> it's shrouded in fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun step. That's right. Um, yeah, I, it was... This reminds me of, like, and a lot of this album um, does it, it. The Red Triangle game from Batman, Re- Batman Returns. They need a theme. This should be it. Fin- if someone ever reboots just Batman Returns or somehow implements the Red Triangle gang into another Batman movie, Fintroll needs to provide them a theme. <laughs> That'd be great. As long as it's not the insane clown poppy. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's going chicken hunting? Um... Yeah, I think <laughs> magnets. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> this just this is the sound of a circus gone off the rails. That that's really all. That's what I get from a lot of this album is especially songs like that one. Um, and yeah. there's a few of them scattered throughout this throughout this record. Yeah, that, but, it's Mary Garrel go die die. <laughs> yeah, it's I I, I thought of very a lot of this album reminds me of a high school marching band marching directly into traffic. Mm, well, well, no, actually, I've done the opposite. I'm like, well, I was a high school marching band. I'm like, actually, we marched with traffic. That's called a parade. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this feels like they walked. They just marched into a street, and cars are driving off the road. So it's you know, so they they're playing marching band music, but cars are screeching and crashing around them. That's what this feels like to me. I could see it. I could. Uh, I could see more bands totally doing that. It's great. <laughs> like a hundred person band all running in the traffic. Woo. All right. So let's go on to uh Et Folk Farabanat 
Okay, folks, I don't know Swedish. I, I'm now now trying to pronounce these songs with like a like a Spanish accent because I don't know how else to do this. Um Yeah. It's fork of Varbanat, I don't know. <laughs> I go Russian because that's as close as I can do. Perfect. I'll do it I'll do it a Hispanic accent, you do a Russian accent and we'll piss off everybody. Fantastic. It's because of- it's because of GTA 4. <laughs> I'm like, Nico, cousin, do you want to go bowling? Uh, or we could do, you know, or we could do like a James Bond villain, you know. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I want you to die. die. I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Speaking of dying, this is uh, <laughs> a cursed people uh, as opposed to a cursed podcast. And then the second track, I don't know. I'm not, you know, like I, let me let me be clear because we're. I think it's okay to criticize something even if you like it. And and I would tell you before we even get to the end of this podcast, I really like this album. It's it's definitely up there with one of my favorites of the year. It's no hate breed, but you know, <laughs> <it's> still... <laughs> that, is, that is all you listen to. Hey, your influence is rubbed off on me. I saw a hate breed shirt in a thrift store and it was like extra large. I'm like, it's my size. It's four dollars. Well, I guess it'd be good to mow the yard in. <laughs> <laughs> Time to mow it. Um. Anyway, so. It's time to mow the grass. Podcast <laughs> is being is getting silly. Um, we're going into beards territory. Oh God! If you start talking about blue waffles, I quit. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, you get it tomorrow. You're on it tomorrow. Just wait. <laughs> I actually was listening to that part of the podcast while I was at work. I was <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm in I'm in an office. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't want to get too many, give too many details about this, but... I, I work in a jail, and there's offices scattered throughout the jail so that you so that the medical staff can do examinations close to wherever the dorm is. And um, I went to what we uh, what we call trustees, and trustees are people who work in the who are serving a sentence, 
um, or awaiting to be tried for uh, for a crime. But in the meantime, have there are such low level offenders that they can uh, they can work in the jail and work off some of their time. So those people are called trustees. And I was in the trustee dorm, and the officer told me, "Can you just wait a few minutes so that we can get the trustees from wherever they are, and we have to feed right now? So just chill out in the office for a minute." So I'm in the office next to the trustee dorm, and I'm like, well, I've got nothing else to do, so I'm going to listen to the rest of the Three Beards podcast. And that's when you guys start going into the blue waffle, and it never occurs to me. I should probably turn this off, let somebody else hear it, and now I get accused of, uh, of uh, you know, some sort of misconduct. Oh, this you were listening to it out loud? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, that is poor. That's poor judgment. Then again, you listen to the podcast in the first place. That's bad enough. <laughs> but um, oh, anyway, back to the uh, accursed people. What did you think of this song? I kind of felt like it should be the intro to AFB. It had that feeling to me. Like I don't know why I felt like it should have been the the intro to a '90s clip show, but damn it, it did. Like, I still kind of liked it. Like, there's not many songs on this album that I can always find much fault because it is so much damn fun. But yeah, this was one of the weaker tracks. Well, that's funny. It's a good thing my Twitter is still up. Pat Healy tested positive for marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Poor yeah, what Bam a, Bam. What a dumbass. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, where's Jeff Harris when we need him? Uh, we don't know. In in the troll cave. <laughs> I uh, I will now have something to talk about on Sunday. Most yeah. of my complete disappointment in Bam Bam. Well, uh, we should get him and we should get Harris and Sammer to do Megadeth with us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Can you imagine how badly that would go? I was gonna say I don't see that ending. You, look, when I did the Clutch podcast, I was very protective of it. I wanted to make sure that it went off well. I don't know why. You've been haunting me to do Megadeth, and then you would have those two on at the same time and expect it to go well. As my as my drama teacher in high school said, don't take a shit all over your play. No, I'm just like, just knowing how they interact on the super secret writer's form is bad enough. Christ. I'm yeah, just imagining, I, like even something is just neutral as music I can see going really badly. No, no, no. I like Jeff one-on-one. I like Samer uh, in, in the confines that we've had him in Long Road to Ruin. I, I don't... I, I, I want to play another song. That's what I want to do.
track number three, When Giants March, Narjatar Marshera. I'm just going to say it like an overly nerdy white person. Narjatar Marshera. I, I, I don't know. To the Swedish people out there, I am going to apologize now and throughout the entire podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to pronounce that type of A. See, I'm really I'm actually quite good at pronouncing foreign languages. Like I managed to sound like I can do a little Japanese for some reason. I have no clue how to touch anything close to like anything that's has weird letters like Russian or Swedish or anything like that. Like Spanish, I'm damn good at pronouncing Spanish. Nope, <laughs> I can't touch this. So not only do I like music that I can't understand, I also like music that I can't pronounce. Oh, exactly. I mean, heck, maybe, maybe you'll pick up a little. The more you listen, just look up some lyrics, and, you know, you'll figure it out. You're good. Yeah. But yeah, th- 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 this song, I like the song. Like most of the songs on this, they're fun. Like, there's not many folk metal song- tunes that I'm like, this is boring. So I've got a Waylander album that's, like, uber rare, but it is boring because there's not much folk metal in it. It's, like, mid it's like mid paced stuff with like a really weak sounding tin whistle. Ugh, hate that happens. This one was a little all over the place for me. I mean, it has parts where I'm just like, eh, like that that beginning almost sounds like a Pantera song, and then and, you know, and then it picks up a little bit, and then it gets to something that sounds a little more folk metally. But um, I mean, it's better than track two. But when I want when I listen to Look, I want everything to sound like Troll Hammer, and that's where I'm going with this. I love. You want Troll everything. Hammer. Everything. Like every band, like if Clutch, all they played was Troll Hammer, and you'd just be like, okay. Yeah, because if, if Clutch played it, it would be even that much more awesome. This is true. This is true. What if, <laughs> tried, what if Mike Patton did a smooth jazz version? Of Troll Hammer, and we'd be doing a podcast on that. This is true. We'd, get, we'd call up Kevin and everything, and then he wouldn't be able to answer. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I uh, just, uh, uh, when I what I was getting to without being silly was, when I listen to folk metal, um, part of the reason why I enjoy Corpaclani so much is because half of their songs are asinine. Now, th- I think <laughs> they actually sing in English. And uh, no, some of it is English, not all of it. Some of it is. The guy, what I've read, his uh, English is so awful. That's why they do most of it in, uh, like, Swedish or, uh, no, it's not Swedish usually. It's uh, Finnish. Yeah, the their last album, I think, was so all in bad. Finnish. I was say, their last yeah, album yeah. was all in Finnish, but they, their earlier stuff, um, it's very awkward English. I, I think I've got the whatever the one where they're running through the trees. I, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll. But uh, one of their very earlier albums. Vodka? No, Maybe. even before, like before that, way before that. Um, like Call of the Wilderness, Call of the Wild, or Wilderness. I, I'll, oh, yeah, I gotta that's look like one of their first albums. Yeah, it's very. It's like. You know, it's it's that Family Guy joke where the two Swedish guys are talking and they're mangling the English language. Like, okay, friend. You know, and it's it's, it's like English. It's like yeah. Japanese people with English. It's English. It's like it's Fingrish. Yeah, it's it's just like somebody's interpretation of English. Um, as yeah. the, as a couple couple of albums later, once they get into um some of the like beer, beer, and happy little boozer, and, and those songs. By the way, did I ever tell you that um. My uh, wedding party all walked into beer, beer, with. with oh, you are my hero. <laughs> with um, what are the German glasses called? Um, oh, uh, I don't do, I don't drink. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> Stein. Stein. Uh, Stein. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with Steins of. Yeah, I had my entire wedding party come into the reception with Steins of beer, two beer, beer. 
Oh, oh, this is oh, so amazing. Like, all these <laughs> ideas are coming through my head. Like I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> yep, it was oh, one well. of the things my wife let me do. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, the the point here is, you know, that that's what I like in 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 folk metal. You know, I like because you listen to so much, uh, you know, dark and. You know, we we did the Testament album, and we both really liked it. But it was it was just some angry shit there. Like I want, yeah. I want happy. I want that sound of a circus gone mad. You know, I like that sort of sound, and I found myself really wanting that in this album, and getting it in certain parts, but not throughout the whole thing. And, the may, and maybe there's an argument there for, you know, variety is the spice of life, and it's a good I can thing. Make that. I could make that argument. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. Yeah, now, honestly, I kind of like it when, like, I like that this album had different passages. Like, there's a few songs that feel kind of doomier than others. There's some that feel more like straight death metal. But sometimes, like, there's another problem I've heard people have, like, like corporate colony and stuff like that, that if you just play, it's kind of like some, like, thrash bands. If all they do is just see who can play faster, it gets kind of boring. Sure. I think if the circus is sometimes saved for parts when I need it, it'll have better impact. You'll like the song more. You're like, hey, I really missed this. This is cool. Rather than, oh, another song with a circus. I can't see how this is different, which is, which I've actually got the, uh, this just random tangent, but it actually fits. Like, I got the X Factor by Iron, Iron Maiden a few weeks ago because it was a dollar at a pawn shop. Can't beat that. Yeah, it was a dollar at a pawn shop, so I listened to it, and I'm like, you know, I like this album. I really do. I'm one of the few people that do. But the uh, complaint that I hear from a lot of people about the Blaze Bailey era of Iron Maiden was it was Steve Harris's like, Dark Park project. There were too many songs that had really silent intros and too many silent part, like really quiet parts, and it made it to where a lot of the songs didn't have much impact because you didn't really know when to feel, you didn't know when to feel like excited, kind of like, with too much folk metal, you don't know when. You can't really tell when you're supposed to be, I don't know, kind of excited for the folk music because you're like, well, it's here the whole time. Sometimes variety is the spice of life. Like, I love macaroni and cheese, but I can't eat macaroni and cheese every day for the rest of my life because I'll probably kill somebody with a spoon. You'll die long before that ever happens, eating macaroni and cheese every day. <laughs> my leg! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll lose a leg because of macaroni and cheese consumption. <laughs> I'll turn into a giant noodle. <laughs> All right, this next one, Mordminen. Um, okay, now I'm going to do everything like I'm do, like I'm um, I'm in Lord of the Rings. Mordminen, uh, which is memories of Moida. <laughs>
Now, that's an interesting song because it uh, it's got all the elements to folk, of folk metal that I like. You know, I like that swing. Um, you know, that actually that that reminded me of the um, the jizz band from it, it, that. That's actually what they call it. I'm not even joking about that. The the musical style that um, the most Eisley band plays in Star War in Star Wars: A New Hope, it instead of jazz, Lucas named it jizz. Swear to blue hell, that's true. But it uh, reminds this, me, <laughs> you should have saved this for the three beards. It's right up <laughs> my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, you can bring it back up again tomorrow. Um, um, <laughs> we but, will. Uh, <laughs> but it reminds me of the jizz band um, from <laughs> from Star Wars: A New Hope. You know, it's got that swing to it. It's got that kind of a jazzy feel. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but, you know, but there, there's still enough uh, with, you know, with the growling and the vocalizations and all that. You know, it's still you're still firmly in the tr- in the uh, folk metal genre, but it's it's still different and it's and it's fun. Um, you know, it, we're we're back to fun again with this with this particular track. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of. I thought it did have a lot of fun to it. Like just listening to it through the through the phone here, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I kind of want to start to dance with people. You know, that, that's the thing. Like, I think the measure of a good song, and again, this is going to make <laughs> me sound like a girl. I'm just a girl. Look at me. Um, is you know, if it makes you want to get up and dance, it's a good song. End of discussion. Yeah. Oh boy. Pat Healy has been suspended 90 days, and his win is now a no contest. Just fucking kill me. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know. Let's let's add fun with Pat Healy's drug test. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. This like I agree. Like to to a certain extent. Now sometimes like I'm not much of a thrashing moshing type, but. I feel like with a lot of heavier songs, that that, that is dancing. If it makes you want to get up and punch like the person next to you, it's good. That's what Disciple makes me want to do by Slayer. That and like War Ensemble, it makes me want to come and like beat my hand, my wall in with a hammer. A hey, small correction. Um, they're known as Jizz Whalers. <laughs> jizz Whalers. I'll write at it now. Uh, they actually refer to um, it's the band from Return of the Jedi, uh, the Max Rebo band. Which this is even better, by the way, the Max Rebo band from uh, Return of the Jedi in Jabba's palace consists consists of Ortolan, who is the keyboardist, Max Rebo. Oh, sorry, that, that that's his race. Max Rebo is an Ortolan. Um, Droopy McCool, 
and snot and size noodles. We all know who size noodles is, but apparently the other the other person in the band is Droopy McCool. This sounds like a black metal band made of old people. <laughs> um, Doesn't it? <laughs> but they are uh, they are in, the style of music that they play is in fact uh, they are they are in fact jizz whalers. Jizz whalers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have to keep we have to bring that one back up tomorrow night. Oh. <laughs> Don't you love how we went from like excited discussion about music to Pat Healy to jizz whaling? You keep bringing up and Pat Healy. I don't want to talk about that. You, you, oh, you'll have to. Well, on Sunday I will, but now it's just depressing. Yeah, it is kind of sad. Or Tim Miller. I should call in. Oh yeah, I should call into that show sometime. I really should. Sure, why not? This is a, it's like every time nine o'clock rolls around, I'm like, "Isn't there something I should be listening to?" I'll listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, moving right along, put loose and fancy free uh, is track number five, which is called uh, "Rosette's Gong," um, and uh, the English translation is "The King of Cairn," which is uh, very different from "The King of Pain." No, that one had more of a battle metal. That one had more of yeah. a battle metal uh, feel to it. That one was straight out of the uh, out of Turris's wheelhouse. Yeah, that definitely felt more of something that was medieval. That was more medieval, more Renaissance fair, just more Renaissance fair, fair. You know, more things you find there rather than running through a forest, beer, beer. I'm in a circus. Yeah, I definitely like. I liked how that was a little different, though. And then they kind of took a different approach to it. Like, there was still kind of, like, you had that renaissance feel, and then they kind of sort of quieted it down a little for you, and then they brought it back up. It's neat. I like it. The, um, the band that I was referring to before, the Cantina Band. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I needed to close this out. The name of the band is called Fingerin' Dan and the Modal Nodes. 
God. What was what were those writers smoking? <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't even know. And I'm like a huge Star Wars geek, and I've read a bunch of the books. I've read the book that actually talks about the, the Cantina Band's backstory. But, what? Um, Why? Because <laughs> I read a bunch of Star Wars books, you know, before 9/11. Um, in any case, I didn't before realize 9/11. What? Before 9/11, I read a lot of fiction. It was mostly Star Wars fiction. After 9/11, I stopped reading fiction. For a while. Oh, um, okay. I, I was wondering. I'm like, I was like, what? Did they take them all off the shelves? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh, let me go to the library. They're gone. <laughs> now, if you read uh, the book Tales from the Most Isley's Cantina, there's a there's a there's a short story about um, the Cantina Band, and I didn't either. I had forgotten, or didn't, or they're not referred to it in, in that book. But um, yeah, apparently in the Star Wars expanded universe. The band that plays in the cantina in A New Hope is Finger and Dan and the Modal Nodes. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't read nearly as many uh, Star Wars books as my ever-loving best friend, Nick. But, like, the one I have read, if you have any interest in Star Wars, you ever heard of the Darth Bane trilogy? Uh, I mean, I've seen it in bookstores. So I've never read it. Yeah. It's it's really good. I I would recommend it. It's I dig it. It's how they came up with like his that series is how they came up with the whole like there can only be two Sith thing. You know how there's only two Sith. Yeah, yeah. There's the, yeah the mass like basically his thing was like, you know there needs to be one person to hold the power and then somebody else to attain it because if there's any more anyone else everybody's just gonna screw each other over. Yeah, that's actually been referenced in other stuff that I have read. But all right, let's it move is. on to track six here. <laughs> And, and put the Star Wars discussion to bed. For it's now. really funny. I I would look up like the Corpacani album that I was referring to. Never bothered because I was so busy trying to figure out who the Jizz Whalers were. <laughs> Jizz Whaler. <laughs> right. if, if this were, if this this were the three beard, they go hello, Adley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get serious for a moment. Okay. Um, this, this next track, track six, Govlarin's Dude is death. Of the Waster. rather nicely into, I think, the horror genre. The other thing it made me think of was my kid watches a show called Sophia the First, and one of the shows she meets the trolls who live under the castle. I'm going to ask... Four chan. <laughs> Finger and Dan. Um, <laughs> no, 
No, no, no. Keep in mind, this is a Disney television show meant for very, very young children. So let's not be too cruel and um, judgmental. But uh, I would so, never. <laughs> yeah, Sophia um, get uh, gets lost, and she ends up going into a cave underneath the castle, and she meets the trolls that have been banished there, and um, they take out their clubs and they start banging on the ground, and they t- they tell her that this to them is music. So uh, and then they they break into a song called "Make Some Noise," and it's just a lot of rhythmic drumming, and that's kind of how that's kind of what this reminded me of, at least from the start. And then as, as the song breaks, you know, um, <clears throat> there's some, some of that horror sort of piano element to it, and it just it had a very marching quality. I agree. Now, now if the uh, trolls would have started playing Skrillex, I would have thrown something through the TV and like a go to your room. <laughs> Tell the TV to go to its room, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, no, I really I, like. At, at first, I didn't like this song that much. Then after playing it, you know, before the show, and then like you know when we just played it through now, like I really kind of felt that it gave off a Death Clock vibe. <laughs> as weird as that is, this sounds like something that would come from a Death Clock album. No, I totally really hear it. I totally because because a lot of their songs um I or I I just had one like not necessarily Thunder Horse because I think that one's a little bit faster but there's definitely a couple of songs like March there's like marching to death songs they've done a bunch of them and that is exactly yeah. now that you mention it that is exactly what that reminds me of birthday death day yeah that's what it reminded me of <laughs> yeah it had that really kind of impending like horror coming on you like I it is a really no, I love Doomy stuff, but I thought it was a really nice, like, it was a nice departure from even what we've had before. Like, we haven't had as much uh, of the circusy, folky stuff, which after looking through the songs that I starred on Spotify, those are the ones I like the most were the folky ones. But, like, even that, like, the medieval feeling stuff, this is a total departure. It's it's refreshing. It's, I don't like it as much as some of the other songs, but I still found that it was... It was a nice departure. It was something that was, again, mixing it up. It was, uh, you know, it was the spice of life. Spice of life, indeed. All right. Um, I know that just re-listening to the album again today in preparation for the podcast, I I was finding that I was liking a lot of songs towards the end of it. Um, I think think the next two or three songs ended up being really, really good. So let's go ahead and uh, listen to them. Uh, this first one is uh, Skog's Daughter, which, which I believe actually there was a video for. And the English translation is Daughter of the Forest. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Daughter of the Forest. Here we go.
Yeah, this is easily one of the better songs on the album, as far as I'm concerned. Um, first of all, you know, when they get the, when they start picking up the pace and playing it faster, all I could think of was "Peace Sells." Who's buying that? And oh, you know, <laughs> easy there, Shredenstein. The song is over already. What was that? I, that was my <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't get a piece of but you mentioned like that is a piece of Okay, everything you just said broke up. I don't know <laughs> what you, I don't know what you're doing or if it's Skype or not, but uh, you that that. Can you fix it, sir? It's my phone. I don't know what I can do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. Whatever you're doing, stay. Whatever you do, stand still and talk. Ooh, that's bad because I pace every time I do this podcast. I've been pacing the whole show. <laughs> no, this is actually my favorite. So this. That go through. No, I I got this is your favorite song on on the whole album, and then silence. Well, yeah, because I was waiting for you to be like, okay, I can hear you. Oh, okay. No, no, you're good. Keep going. Go, go. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> go, Diego, go. Yeah, this was, this was definitely one of my favorites from it, because, like, the whole Peace Cells thing, I didn't get that until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is the baseline from Peace Cells. So, like, I really liked how the beginning of it made me want to go play Final Fantasy, which I might go do that anyways. I totally had a World of Warcraft. That's funny you mentioned that. I had a World of Warcraft vibe. Like if you go into um, Storm Drain or Storm Guard or whatever the hell the name of the uh, the human city is, the, the big castle, you know, um, and, you know, I just I get this like celebratory feeling when, you know, at the beginning of the song. Yeah, like I was like, oh, it makes me want to go walk into Final Fantasy. I've never played World of Warcraft. I have never done MMOs. I don't have the patience or the time. Actually, <laughs> I have the time. I just don't have the dedication. Like my interests like go from like four different things every two weeks or so. <laughs> World of Warcraft is a vital part of my retirement plan. I've already <laughs> told, I got a good seven years on my wife, which means I'll be able to. Which means there'll be a seven-year period where she has to work and I don't. And oh, I'm going to play every one of those days and every one of those seven years playing World of Warcraft while she's at work. You're just gonna like it's gonna be like uh like my dad when he would be on vacation. Like my uh, his ex his wife yeah his ex wife <laughs> used to tell me she's like yeah like when he'd be off like I'd leave he'd be uh, sitting at the computer with a blanket on the, over his legs playing uh, Civilization when I'd come back from work he'd be sitting there blanket over his legs playing Civilization. This sounds like my dream. Yeah, I must say that is kind of that is kind of a dream of mine. Because <laughs> mine would be like watching something, playing video games, listening to metal, and then like what rinse wash whatever the hell. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just, uh, uh, like, that was really video, this felt like a really questy intro, and then when it sped up, I'm like, I kind of want to dance, but I kind of want to hit somebody. I don't know what to do. <laughs> My do wires both. got crossed. You can do both. Oh, As anyone that saw um, me in the mosh pit at Clutch or at uh, Three Inches of Blood, you can absolutely dance and hit someone at the same time. Uh, see, there's a lot of people that do that, but those are like the screamo kids doing their karate kicks, and you know, like what Brian Posehn calls them, for more metal than you. you more metal than you. Uh, metal by number. You don't yeah, need do their... if you if you just dance, dance. Excuse me. If you just dance aggressively, and you're you're in a confined space with people running around you, you're going to hit somebody regardless without doing karate kicks. 
Yeah, I love I love uh, metal by numbers, dude. You look ganked hard, and, and look out for the giant Mexican guy. He looked really pissed. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I might have mentioned on this podcast before the sick of it all video for Step Down, where they actually yeah. like show you all of the different uh, hard New York hardcore dance moves. So like, there's the pizza cutter and pickup change, which another oh, one. Oh, I've friends. seen that. I was like, whatever. Yeah, no. That's first of all, there's no whatever. That's awesome. Second of all, I my don't. Goal, my goal in life is to get my toddler to do all of those, and like, I want to reach. I want to do a scene by scene reshoot of that video with my toddler doing all the dance moves. I've never, I've never been much for dancing. Like, usually if I'm in a pit, like it'll be like what happened at my senior prom. I'm sure I told you that story, haven't I? Perfect. My senior prom, there was a. There's a mosh pit. There's a senior prom. There's, there's a mosh pit at every senior prom. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Oh, no, no, no. Not my senior prom. I live in frickin' the middle of rural North Carolina. We're not kind of rural. Kind of sort of city rural. But, like, apparently we were the school where a lot of the rich snobby kids were, and I didn't know that because I'm not a rich snobby kid. Anyways, so, like, my junior prom, it was really boring because the music, music was awful. It switched between country and pop music. It was just so, so fucking terrible. And then the... Uh, Senior, I just welcome him. Hey, guys, do you play some metal? They're like, yeah, man, you want some, uh, what, what do you want? I'm like, I made some Metallica. He goes, all right, so then he throws on Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> I have no, no clue what's going on. This was like when I was huge, huge in the Kill Switch Engage. Like, nothing could beat them. Like, no, I still love them. I actually bought the new album. It was really good. But I was like, you know, nothing could beat them. So I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So I'm just like headbanging and everything and air guitaring. But then I did my usual to where I headbanged too much. And then like my whole body hurt for like the rest of the night. <laughs> but then later, like a lot of my friends, because apparently me and my date got there early, which is weird because I never get anywhere early, as you can tell by me calling in four minutes before this starts. <laughs> what? Giving, that gives me serious agita every time you do that. You're, like, still talking to me on Facebook, and I'm like, call in. Yeah, well, usually it's because I'm finishing up listening to stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I never forget when I have a have a podcast with, with you. But, uh, yeah, so, like, later, like, my friends are like, dude, we weren't here. Can you go ask him again? I'm like, hey, man, uh, can I play something else? He goes, hey, man, you want more medals? Then he throws on some Azalea like dying. <laughs> Ironic, as to this week. But, yeah, he throws it on. <laughs> I'm um, so I start air guitar, and then this one dude shoves another dude, and then everybody else, <laughs> everybody, all the men on the dance floor just start running into each other and just start swinging. And I just thought, I'm on the outside, so I'm just running and, like, shoulder-charging everybody in their spine. <laughs> the dude that started the mosh pit got a concussion. It was so great. But they went from that to, like, some really happy, fun music, and everybody was just walked away. <laughs> Tomorrow night on the Three Beards, um, which will be available uh, for download, on three of your Perhaps. Facebook page and and uh, I think on your blog uh, your, your um your blogger page um and iTunes and iTunes on Friday uh you'll have to ask me to to, to recount both of my moshing and high school stories because I've had some doozies they had, actually my my band because of something that I did uh for um when I had a band in high school uh, they had to create an entirely new set of rules for next year's uh, rock show. Oh, that is gorgeous. I wish there was a rock school. I wish there was a rock show at my school. Yeah, you'll have to ask me about that. You'll have to ask me about that tomorrow on the Three Beards. See, if only you didn't tell me about it, it could have been in your one, two, three. It still might. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Let me let me yeah, say like, this. for those listening to this mm-hmm. podcast. 
if you want, uh, um, there's a story that I will be telling as part of my one true three um, that I swore I would never tell in public again. That is that's gorgeous. The fact that we got you to go against those that you make yourself. That's right. Uh, I've now told this story so many times to so many people, and then it became it became like this was like my free bird. People would I would go to parties and be like, tell that story, and I'm like, I'm so sick of this story. I don't want to tell it anymore. And like, well, no, now, free bird. So <laughs> I, I do that at show. Like I've only been to like three concerts. Yeah, I've only been to like one with some random show where my buddy Nick and his band was doing a battle of the bands with four other bands, like four other bands, and they lost. That was seven bands, and they didn't even make it into the top five. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, yeah was my, that? I got my one, two, three already picked out, and one of them uh, is a story I swore. I'm doing it special for you guys, so be appreciative. That's a story well, I thought I'd never tell again. Well, now you can just refer them to the three beards. See, there you go. Yeah, it will be on the internet. It will be recorded, so you no longer have to tell it. You just tell them to go find it. That's right. Go download the three beards. Hey, you know what they should also do? They should listen to track eight from the Fin Troll album. <laughs> oh, that was smooth. Because um, we need to get the ball rolling. <laughs> yeah, we really do. So I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Swedish version of this thing. Is It's lots of X's and consonants and one vowel. Uh, but the English translation is called Witch's Brew. some of the odd vocalizations in that song I really love the beat to it that that is oh, definitely one of those songs where I'm like that you know that is a fantastic uh fantastic beat and tone that that it is I really it's, I, I like I like the work the orchestration of this like it had a real it has a real nice ride to it yeah like if I feel like if they brought like Metallica style brought like a symphony with them at all times it'd be great like even just walking, just walking down the road in some like random town, orchestration, and I need it. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna go fast forward here as we do on on the four one one music zone podcast. We start to get to the end where we're starting to yeah, run out we, of time, and then and then I'm just way. like, yeah, we we after we've now told fifty different stories having nothing to do with Fentrol, it's like, hey, we actually got to get done done with this podcast. I got to get up for work tomorrow. So this that next really one, does happen every time. Like, no, it does. The last few tracks, we have to rush through because we're like, shit, it's going to take both of us 15 minutes to plug everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this next one is called um, – oh, that and, – and I have to say, um, 
these these la- these final tracks were not anything special, as I recall. So here is uh, here here's the first of the nothing special, <laughs> the two servants. <laughs> Okay, I would I would file that under more of the same. Now, I would file that under if I ever want to run a haunted house to scare ten year olds shitless. <laughs> I, I would totally just like put flashing lights and then dress up as a really scary like bat clown with a knife and then just put that on. Shits, shits and bricks. Bricks will be shat. <laughs> All right, sure. Um, I just yeah, it was it was fine. It was uh. My, I might, I might, at this point, I might have been a little fin trolled out, um, but I just, it, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, this is 10. the divas match. It was the divas match that should have been before <laughs> WrestleMania, the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay, so this next one, um, another one that I'm going to ref- just protest and refuse to try to pronounce in Swedish, but the English version is called "Filled with Devilry." Ooh. That one's fine. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting song. It's a fun song. It's it's Finn trollish. Yeah, it does. This is starting to get to the yeah. This is a bit derivative of itself. It's, yeah, it, it's Finn troll. Yes, happy dancey. I'm gonna kill you with a knife. But otherwise, eh, it was. It's one of those songs that like if you like it, that's cool. If you don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. It almost there, there are certain albums which I think suffer from a lack of editing. This could have been easily nine songs and it would have been tight and perfect. And they went two songs, I think, over what it should have been without really producing something that was so unique that are like, no, you can't cut that. So, um, and, and you're the ruining next... the flow. <laughs> All right. All right. So this last one, track eleven, we have finally come to the glorious conclusion of the Fintral Bloods of it. Uh, podcast. This is our last track that we're going to take a look at. This is uh, the Midwinter Dragon.
that felt like they were trying very, very hard to produce like an epic song, and it was um, gratuitous. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I actually really liked the song because it was it really was so different from the stuff we had before. Like anything, it just felt kind of like a black metal song, really. Yeah, that was kind of thing. It was like, you know, just kind of felt like mayhem with uh, with more instruments. It, it sounds like Mayhem walk, walked into, like, I don't know, walked into a, walked into Beer Fest. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what it was. I mean, I, like, I really did like it because I did feel the epic. I, I did feel what they were doing. Like, I, I felt that it was an epic song, but I think they did kind of overdo it with that quiet intro and the really quiet outro. I think they tried a little too hard because, like, I got – Speaking of epic black metal, like Emperor, like I got their first album the like yesterday. I got the promo of it. That's how freaking awesome it is. <laughs> I got a promo from '94. Like that is epic black metal done right. That right. is everything. Everything feels well placed and has like a nice rise to it. Everything builds. This kind of felt out of place. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's bound to because we're talking about Fintroll, where it's kind of like a darker version of folk metal. This felt like, felt almost like a, let's see, where, where would I put this? Y- yeah, it's it's like Cradle of Filth with an orchestra. <laughs> I don't even like Cradle of Filth that much, but it kind of sounded like Cradle of Filth. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I'm actually a big Cradle of Filth fan, but that's exactly what that sounded like. Shooting that, that, that blood-curdling scream in the beginning, that was, that was straight out of Cradle of Filth's wheelhouse. Which is not really the way you want to end a Fintroll album, if you ask me. So, um, you know, overall, I think it's a it's a it's a B minus. Um, there was plenty of good, but not enough good to make me. I, I mean, like I said, it's not like there was a tremendous amount of bad. It just not particularly. There was great, and then not interesting. You know what I mean? So it kind of averages out to just being meh. Yeah, I mean, it's no hate breed. <laughs> yeah, well, what I, is? <laughs> that's the garbage from Baxter at the dump down the road. Yes, time to murder this album. I can't wait for us to get to a really shitty album we review and we just go, we really do just happen to murder it. I don't know. Carlos, about putting, putting anything out anytime soon? Hi, Jeremy. Oh, Hi, Lambert. We'll call you. We should call in Lambert for that, just to watch us two just totally massacre it. No, I'm already, I think, banned for life from from the man cave for for our Tim Tebow podcast. I don't think that's necessary. Uh, oh well, I love both podcasts. <laughs> I, I support Lambert's stuff. I support the man cave and the Radlich Broadcasting Network. Excellent. Radlich in broadcasting, but yeah, this album. Like this album, I actually listened to it a second time. I think I honestly downgraded a little because I had it like at an 87, which for me is usually I'm, I'd buy it. Like if I saw it cheap, I'd buy it. But I'm honestly going to downgrade it maybe around like an 86, which I know you're like, well, what's the fucking difference? <laughs> 86 is more like it was good, but it wasn't as good. Like I wouldn't buy it unless it was dirt cheap and I had some extra change on me. For, for me, this is one of those ones where I'm going to – um, take the take the songs that I like, throw them in a mix of other of other stuff like my running mix or something, and then I'll probably never listen to the rest of the album again. Oh, you couldn't you couldn't run to this, but let's be fair. You would like be like running, and then you're like da 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 da, and you'd be like trying to not 
like <laughs> skip and hop. <laughs> that, that's like, great because I run around the jail, and there's a portion of the jail where uh, <laughs> people can, can people can like look out and get some fresh air. One of the more open bay areas of the jail, and I get and they root for me every time I'm running. They're like they, you know they hoot and holler. <laughs> So that's, sure all, so that's all I need is to be listening to Findroll and start skipping past the da- the the towers. Oh, I skip like I know I've been hitting this on the beard. I skip when I run, so it's really fun. It'd be funny if I were doing that. Are you on your way to grandma's house? No, no. I just have legs that are two different sizes, so I have fun with skipping. <laughs> yeah, the uh like when I'm usually if I'm running, like I have to put on something like Amon Amar or like Megadeth. I have to put on something with a uh like either with like a like the folky vibe, it'll I can't put on something that's polka. I have to put on something that has like a lot of tin whistle and stuff, like Waylander or Orphanland. But usually it has to be something fast and heavy and manly, like Amon Amar. All right. So speaking of fast and heavy, um, I've uh, Mark Henry. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you get fast from with that, but um, <laughs> he's fast for sexual chocolate. Oh my God. Fingering Dan, the modal node. So speaking of Jizz Whalers, in two weeks to we begin our look back at Megadeth. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, you'll get to see me super, super serious, because I, I adore that band. So you're going to yeah, get like that, me that's... in Samarcati mode. I'm going to be, like, doing – we can actually do that one while my kid's still up because I'll just let you talk and I'll, you know, put myself on mute. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to see if I can get Nick. I'll see if I can get Nick. It'll be even worse because he loves him as much as I do and he knows him just as well as I do. Great. I'll just run the board and let you guys take over the podcast. <laughs> well, we're gonna, we'll, just, we'll just kind of buzz you whenever we're done with an album. Thanks. Um, but seriously, folks, in two weeks we begin our two-part – uh, look back at all 13 studio albums from Thrash Metal Pioneers, one of the big four, uh, Megadeth, Dave Mustaine's Megadeth. So we're going to look at... Megadeth, as I called him. Megadeth, yeah. Um, we're going to look at the first uh, six albums from Megadeth, and then in part two, which will be two weeks later, we'll do um, the, the remaining seven. And this is all gearing up for what we're going to do a couple more weeks down the road. Um, so you have two weeks... Megadeth Part 1, two weeks after that, Megadeth, Megadeth Part 2. Two weeks after that, we're going to look at um, the new Megadeth album, which will have been out about a month by the time we get around to it. Uh, after that, I think we decided that uh, we were going to do the new Children of Bodom. We'll be doing the, when does the new Black Sabbath come out? Uh, it'll be in June. So do you think we should do that one first, since the iron will probably be hot on that? All right. So after Mega, after we conclude Megadeth, um, in some order, and yeah. we'll pick it out once we get once we get a little bit closer, we'll be doing the new Black Sabbath album, the new Children of Bodom, and uh, Robert's pick, the new Amon Amarth. So I can't wait. So that's what we've got going on in the music zone. Robert, um, why don't you talk a little bit about? Uh, we talked a little bit about it before, but just go ahead and plug the, your three beards. Talk, talk, talk. Uh, to yeah. And 401 about why they should go and uh, download the Three Beards podcast. I don't know if I can do it as well as you do, which I still don't know what blue means, but uh, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> well, I'll have to have you explain what blue means tomorrow night on the Three Beards. 
which these three beards is me, my one of my best buddies from the community, Davis County Community College, Kevin Merrill, and his buddy, who's becoming my buddy, Fletcher Hutton. The three of us, we talk about anything and everything. Usually we delve into sci-fi fantasy topics because, well, it's recorded at a comic shop for a reason. We're all kind of big nerds. So we talk about more kind of, you know, the typical nerd fair. We talk about movies, and sometimes we get into music, and we'll talk about television. But occasionally we'll brush on uh, politics, which I know Kevin's like Ron Paul fanatic. I'm kind of in the middle, but I like trolling Kevin about being a Ron Paul fanatic. I don't know where Fletcher is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, yeah, I, yeah, so I listen to the ground and pound. You're like, I think they're all three Ron Paul supporters. I'm like, eh, I like the guy. <laughs> I'm not like like Kevin who uh, was trying to sell people at the college. He was trying to sell them Ron Paul comic books. <laughs> <laughs> they made those. I'm like, Jesus. He actually sold one, which I was like, I cannot believe. It was like four bucks too. I'm like, Christ. All right. So yeah, I I'm like, yeah. So I will be on the Three Beards podcast tomorrow night, which, again, will be available for download on iTunes. Please go to iTunes. Check out the Three Beards after you're done with the Rattelichin Broadcasting Network, uh, where the rest of my podcasts lie. But, yeah, if you like Opie and Anthony, if you like whatever your local town um, morning zoo type show is, um, this is that kind of show with all the filters off. This is oh, Solomon. God, this is Solomon off. Grundy without the dampeners. It's just Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. It's uh, it's Solomon Grundy floats right skin titties. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, it's I, funny because like I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm the problem with that. Like if if it were just like those two with somebody else, I think it'd be a lot more tame. But I feel like being a filthy bastard. Yeah, you're you're pretty out of control. Um, so they've been gracious enough. <laughs> they've been gracious enough to let me into their little uh, playhouse. So I will be coming with my with my stories and my opinions and such. Um, my 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 one fear about this is that I know that when I'm on, when I'm on the Casual Heroes, which you can check out all of the various podcasts I've done with the Casual Heroes folks at thecasualheroes.com. I tend to take over. <laughs> so I mean, as oh, you this is going to be fun. I can be a bit verbose and and certainly opinionated, and that's not like I I feel like oh my opinion is more important than everybody else's, but um I I can't fix cars and I don't play instruments. This is what I do, folks. I talk, you know. So when wait, you, that's when me you, too. Oh shit! <laughs> when hey, you so this bro- is gonna be fun. Two yeah. alpha discussers. <laughs> <laughs> Two alpha convers alpha conversationalists. Um, so it'll be a, it'll be a fun show, and people can check that out Friday. Um, so the Metal Hammer gonna, of Doom is back? Oh, yes, finally. Like, it felt like at first when I started writing, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling this. Then by the end of it, I was just sitting there typing away. Like, I got almost 3,000 words, which is not pretty shit. Not too bad. Pretty pretty good. Like, that Jeff Hanneman one, like, that and Tim Limbases, like, it, those took me so long because I put a lot into those. Like, I, I forgot to bitch about award shows. <laughs> like, I was totally going to rip into the uh, Golden Gods Awards. Did you hear about the Golden Gods Awards? No, I don't it's pay pretty, attention. That's stuff. Yeah, Neil Pert, Neil Pert and uh, Jeff Hoagland both lost to the drummer for Hailstorm. Thank you for joining us on the 411. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Like, Black Veil Brides won the best song, and they proceeded to uh, troll the audience. Like, hey, Black Veil Brides? 
Yeah, they fat-bearded motherfuckers. Look, we won three years in a row. Y'all don't mean shit because they were booing the hell out of them. They proceeded to rip apart the fans that were there. And then at the end, they're like, hey, thanks to our fans. Like, I wanted to hit them because they were so douchey and their music is so awful. Yeah, that's the, the only thing they have are guitars. Terrible. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a link to uh, all, all of who won. Like, David Draymond's new band won Best New Artist. So who did they like, get this thing? Cecil Peoples? <laughs> Cecil, the Cecil Peoples action figure. Game Boy <laughs> for when it goes to the ground. Yeah, it was that bad. Like, they beat out Ghost. Which I was like, wow, really? Yeah, they beat out Ghost. Uh, let's see, the other, I forget what one, I remember the year before, Korn won Best New Album. For their corn step album, yeah, it is like they claim to be a metal award show, but I kind of sort of want to take a shit and wipe my ass on their white carpet. Like even Jericho hosting it couldn't couldn't save it. Oh, uh, all right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'll try to uh, do it next time. But yeah, this week in the Metal Hammer, go back. Let me get back on plugging my topic. <laughs> this week in the Metal Hammer, we talk about Tim on basis is uh, stuff. We talk about we. We, me, I talk about uh, Jeff Hanneman. I talk about Ozzy Osbourne saying he's going to stay sober for his daughter's wedding, which I don't know how he could. Don't you believe it. Oh, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm going to stay sober for uh, for her wedding, especially on the way to it. I don't know how good that was, but that, it's, it's, it's my Ozzy. I just made it up, and I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I talk about that. I answer two two reader comments from three two months ago. That was great. <laughs> oh yeah, it was funny. I actually get on the uh, for like what did I do? Oh yeah, for the uh, global metal band of the week, I went to Monaco, Monaco, which is you know right off of France. <laughs> they actually had a black metal band from there that was pretty killer. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this like the size of Rhode Island, and yet they managed to have awesome music. Yeah. I do that, and uh, you know everything else. As for anything else, I have to plug. Sean Comer's three R's. Why not? It comes out the same day I mine does on Sundays, so you should totally go read both of those. All right. Speaking of Sean Ooh, Comer, and, uh, just just one last thing. And tonight, uh, midnight, Stephen uh, or uh, Randall, Stephen Randall, the guy who he does a lot of shit in the uh, game zone. He's doing a gaming podcast at midnight. This should be streaming live somewhere. Just go check it out because I think I'm going to be on it, even though I don't play that many video games. <laughs> If my Skype holds up. Everybody has a podcast. Speaking of everybody has a podcast, Everybody Loves a Villain is the new podcast from Robert Winfrey, which is being featured on the Radlich in Broadcasting Network. Not the Zonka Podcasting Network, but the Radlich in Broadcasting Network. Ah. Who listens to Zonka's stuff anyway, right? Yeah, crazy Zonka for this crazy podcast. I mean, does the man cave count in Zonka's stuff? <laughs> All right, don't don't poke the badger. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the band game. I love that and Ground and Pound. I listen to both y'all every week. <laughs> um, anyway, so Robert Winfrey uh, got himself a podcast right here on the Rattle Broadcasting Network called Everybody Loves a Villain. Uh, I was on the inaugural one talking about Terminator, uh, which apparently was very well received. It actually did did a lot better than some of the other ones I've done myself lately. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, I'm not joking about that. Uh, that he just did a follow-up with my good buddy from the 401 Ground and Pound show, Pat Mullen, where they took on the first uh, bunch of Bond villains from the early Bond mm-hmm. films. So go ahead and check that out on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network, and at some point when I can get to it, I will post that in the movie zone. 
Um, this past week, the 401 Ground Pound radio show returned uh, to its regularly scheduled time of 9 o'clock, and we previewed um, TRT versus Not Yet Ready for Prime Time. That is Vitor Belfort. TRT. <laughs> that is Vitor Belfort versus, versus Luke Rockhold in Brazil. Um, Sam the Eagle reminded us, TRT. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we previewed that. You can go ahead and list, uh, check that out in the MMA Zone, 401mania.com. Uh, last week, Sean Comer and I, Long Road to Ruin, we did the Dollars Trilogy. And next week, um, so a week from today, as a matter of fact, is the uh, Long Road to Ruin Scream Part 1. So we'll be looking at Scream 1 and Scream 2. And then two weeks after that, we'll uh, finish up with Scream 3 and Scream 4. And two weeks after that, before I go on vacation, we will be doing Jurassic Park. When I come back from vacation, we will be doing the Superman, um, much to my wife's chagrin, apparently. We will be doing the Superman uh, series of four movies. Not Superman Returns. That's I'm not touching that one. But Superman oh, 1, oh, 2, Yeah, you're going to touch Superman 4? Jesus. You'll, you'll hear why when we do the podcast. You can also who, check who, out... You can am also, I jumping in on that one? What, Superman? Is anybody jumping in on that one yet? Any third party? No, no, nobody has offered to uh, do the Superman podcast yet. Ooh, I might say, well, I mean, if y'all want me, I'd be happy to be on. Yeah, if you want to be on, sure. Um, well, uh, when we get a little bit closer to that, we'll, we'll take care of it. But I will, have, by that point, have seen Man of Steel. So Jeff Harris and I will uh, do a post-movie discussion of Man of Steel uh, once that comes out. And uh, a week from yesterday, a week from Monday, Jeff Harris and I will return to the summer blockbuster series as we have our post-discussion, post-movie discussion of Star Trek Into Darkness. Or as I call it, The Wrath of Sherlock. I will be going to, I will be taking my kid to gymnastics, then dropping my kid off at home and ditching my family for a day of Star Trek and Lion Tacos. Lion Uh, Tacos. Yes. $35 Lion Tacos from Taco Fusion. And if one of you motherfuckers ever tries to protest Taco Fusion and get lion meat off the menu, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna find you and hit you in the head with a frying pan. Leave the lion, I'm not even joking about this. Leave the lion meat alone. Really? Really? Poor Simba. Is is that what they did with James Earl Jones? (laughs) They grind him into lion meat. (laughs) Well, you didn't see. In, no, these are the they're not like lions poached from the Serengeti. These are farm-raised lions. I'm not even joking about that. <laughs> this is a lion in the natural cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> these are farm-raised lions for meat that you can be purchased and then reconfigured <laughs> into Mexican cuisine. Taco Fusion in Tampa Bay. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, that? check out Taco Fusion. Well, I guess lions aren't really that endangered anymore, are they? No, they are, but you know, but not the farm <laughs> raised ones. <laughs> yeah, they're endangered. Well, guys, I'm gonna spend like a hundred taco bucks. out of it. I'm gonna get a thirty-five dollar lion taco, and then I don't know how much it costs, but I'm gonna get myself a camel burrito. I'm not even joking about that. You can order camel meat in your uh, in your Mexican cuisine at this at Taco Fusion in Tampa Bay. I hope you don't find a toe in your burrito. Oh, ooh, my hump, my hump, my lovely lady lump. Oh right. no, I don't want to check out your lovely lady lump. Oh God. 
Yeah, I'm seeing Star Trek as well. Like me, my, like my mom and my stepdad and uh, Nick, like this is a whole, we're all going to go see it. And like my mom loves Star Trek. Who'd have thunk it, right? She beat Skyrim before I did. I did. That should tell you something. Nice. All right, so I think that's it. Um, uh, that's all the podcast that I feel like plugging tonight. So oh, Jesus. Uh, what did you set this for, an hour? <laughs> so... Um, Come back next week. Uh, sorry, come back in two weeks for our first look at uh, Megadeth Part One of our uh, career retrospective. For uh, the equally verbose Fun Time Robert Cooper. Fun Time. Is that what I am now? I am Fun Time Robert Cooper. So you're now, as far as I'm concerned, you're dubbed now Fun Time Robert Cooper. Um, should be my that. name. <laughs> should be my name on the forum. There you go. Fun Time. So for fun time, Robert Cooper, I am Andy Porter. Quite frankly, he's mortified. This has been the 411 uh, Music Zone album review podcast for Fintroll's Blood Vet. Uh, until ne- next time we see you, be well, be safe, and for the love of God, behave. This-